Welcome to Muffliato, a Harry Potter podcast where we fill your ears to prevent you from hearing nearby conversations. I'm Josh. And I'm Blake. And today we light a fire in some old mansion as we start our journey through Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire and come to the first chapter, The Riddle House. Josh, do you think this chapter is more of a prologue or would fit better as a prologue than just the standard first chapter? Because it's sort of like, you know, it's like Philosopher's Stone, right? It's kind of like a f- the, the first chapter is a different perspective other than Harry's. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I guess if if that was like the, the style that J.K. Rowling was really interested in using, I think, you know, a prologue could work fine. But, you know, while it seems a little bit unique for this book, like the last two books haven't had this kind of perspective. Mm. I, I think this is something that we will see in the future as well. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm fine with it being the first chapter, but it definitely does set the stage more than, more than I guess, just jumping right into things. Right. Yeah. I think it almost might be a little bit weird if, if only one of these books had like a prologue mm. or if, you know, if philosopher's stone did as well, but chamber of secrets did it. You just, I feel like you've kind of almost got to be consistent mm. maybe in a, yes. Yeah. Sort of serialized story. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, th- this is this is kind of a, a callback and a, a fresh return to uh, something that we haven't seen in a while, and that is a, a perspective other than Harry's, which we'll talk about much more later. But that really is the reason why this this book chapter um, feels feels somewhat unique for us. It does, yeah, and it and it does a good job at like kind of I don't know creating a sense of of um, kind of suspense or mystery, you know, with all this talk about a plan and finally actually hearing mm. Lord Voldemort and how's Lord Voldemort back and kind of you know it just I think that does entice readers to to keep on going. Uh, but uh, I mean, we haven't we haven't mentioned it already, but I mean, we're up to the fourth book, Josh. This is this is pretty impressive. Mm. We're um we're kind of now into the big books, uh, you. Know, we've 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 done the three uh, sort of smaller ones. I feel like now we're now we're coming into the territory of these uh, thicker, chunkier books. Yeah, yeah. This book will be uh, nearly as long as Chamber of Secrets and Prisoner of Azkaban put together. Um, <laughs> I believe longer, longer than um, Philosopher's Stone and Chamber of Secrets put together. So um, definitely, definitely a lot of uh, ground to cover uh, before we get to our fifth book. Yeah, so so grab the grab your popcorn, listeners. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a long, maybe bumpy ride. Uh, but Josh, how about we uh, jump into a chapter summary and uh, and see kind of what takes place in this sort of different chapter? Our story begins in the small village of Little Hangleton, more specifically at the Riddle House. This is something of a historical name, as no one from the family has lived here for many years. The grand house stands perched on a hill, looking down upon the whole village. Fifty years earlier, all three remaining riddles were found mysteriously dead in their living room. Their gardener, Frank Bryce, was the only suspect, but he was released after an investigation found no signs of murder. Over the years, owners have come and gone, and Frank has continued to take care of the property. Now, a very old man, Frank struggles to keep up with his work. One night, he sees a light on in the manor, and thinking it must be teenagers pulling pranks, he goes to investigate. In the house, he hears unusual words like Quidditch and Muggle that he has never heard spoken before by two men, Lord Voldemort and Wormtail. Their conversation seems to be about illegal activities, including the murder of Bertha Jorkins. After overhearing much of their discussion, a large snake... Nagini discovers Frank, and Bryce is found out. He threatens to call the police, but the others laugh. He threatens to call the police, but the other two laugh at this, and the muggle is killed with the killing curse. 
Suddenly, Harry Potter wakes up with his scar hurting 200 miles away in his bedroom. One thing I, I do like about this chapter and kind of the end coming back to Harry Potter, right? Like the, the tying together of he wakes up, it, it kind of implies that Harry's having a look into Voldemort's mind already in, in a small way, you know, like uh, the, mm. the connection is there. Um, uh, like I know that might not be, you know, the full intention and it's just kind of like a, a good way to end the chapter to tie into, okay, well, the next chapter is going to be from Harry's point of view uh, and it kind of at least connects the two in space. But yeah, I just, I, I quite enjoyed that and uh, it is good to get a different perspective other than Harry's. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely think that, um, you know, I'm, I was left thinking, oh, is, is Harry like, did he dream this? Uh, you know, what's, what's happening here? Uh, kind of left with a kind of a couple questions in, in mind um, because there's, I, I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of questions that get sprung up after this chapter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and some questions that, that really won't be answered for a long time, right? This is something that will in some ways only be explained fully in, in book five. Mm. Um, and, and I think, you know, without a doubt, um, Voldemort is, is not aware of, of this connection that exists. Um, we we kind of see him become aware of that yeah. um, o- only when um, Harry saves Arthur Weasley. That's, that's really the first time that, that he's aware of that. And then, and then obviously is, is seduced via this, this connection later, but it's, it's definitely something like that going on. It's more than a dream because it, it really is happening, but, but Harry's not really sure what to make of it for, for a long time in this book. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And um, one, one of the things when I first started reading this book for like the first first time, I feel like, you know, the, the Riddle House, it, I might have been a little bit slow to the connection of Tom Riddle, but, it, you know, it makes it makes sense, obviously, because uh, it's the, the Riddle, the Riddle House. And he says, I, I saw a sort of a teenage boy uh, there. And, uh, you know, we, we know you know, looking back on the second book, obviously, uh, that this is most likely Voldemort as a, a as a young young lad, and uh, just with the the knowledge that we have over the the whole series, and it's just you know, it's just an interesting, I don't know the an interesting idea to make Voldemort even worse than he is, right? To just kill his whole family. It's just a quite an intense way to make him that much darker of a character. I feel like you, you, not that you hold out hope for, for Tom Riddle or Voldemort or whatever, but you just, you think, how can he just get worse? And it just, you know, I feel like there are moments where you think, okay, yeah, no, he slipped into to being a little bit of worse of a character, you know, like uh, he's, he's darker now he's, uh, he's deadlier. And, and so I find that this, this chapter opens up pretty, pretty strong to kind of the, the presence of Lord Voldemort and, and how ominous he is, how powerful, uh, but clearly he's not fully powerful. Uh, he still requires the aid of, you know, Wormtail and other people to do a lot of things for him um but i uh, i do like how mr old bryce stepped up and uh, you know courage came to him and kind of you know he's like you, <laughs> you're talking about murder here you know and it's just like he's uh, he's about to call the police but yeah he's, Lord he's, Voldemort he's got knows. good intentions but uh, yeah not uh, not gonna end well for him and and i think too like uh, one of the things that I, I quite like with this chapter is is just on on the note of of the mention of the riddles we we haven't you know heard that name mentioned for a whole book 
right? Mm, yeah. um, it's kind of you know gone into the background and, and hasn't been picked up again. And so when we enter into the fourth book, J.K. Rowling really expects a lot of of her readers in a in a good way. I think it's not like she pauses to really explain what what's happening, but she she begins and. Uh, and, and we're left to think, okay, what are the connections here? And yeah. I think that's a really good, good technique. And and we'll talk about it, I'm sure, much, much during the next. I think it's 37 chapters, and of course during the movie. But that probably is my my biggest uh, pet peeve with the uh, movie representation of the book is is that any expectation of the viewer slash reader is taken away, and and. It's it's one of the worst spoon feeding jobs I was in, I was in the whole series. I was just about to say it's almost like you're being you know fed uh, yeah, by a spoon from silver platter or something. It's just being oh, like man. offered to you, you know. And uh, yeah. that's that's the great thing, you know. Rolling writes as though her readers are kind of growing up with her, right? And so you know we 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 have the responsibility to remember things. It's not mm. like everything gets explained and stuff like like the movie where you, you know, there is maybe more leniency that kind of those things have to happen. Although by this time, you know, by the fourth, by the fourth movie, it's pretty like, you know, if you haven't watched the first or the second one, it seems weird that you're watching, you know, now the fourth one, right? Like you kind of yeah. need to be watching these in order and you're probably a fan then. Um, and so I feel like there could have been some more, you know, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe a less spoon feeding in the, in the film at this point, you know, I understand you, you, you watch the first film and it's just, it's there everywhere, which makes sense. But uh, you know, by the time it, the book was also like that too. Yes. Yeah. Know, true. The, that... the book was like that. Yeah. Cause it is, it is the opening uh, book of the, se- uh, the series, but yeah, definitely the fourth film. And, you know, I think that could be, I think that could be a little less spoon feedy, uh, but the, this book does a great job to let a lot of that kind of research, all those thoughts take place in the, in the reader's, you know, mind mm. as we're going through this. As a side note, feel free to check out bonus episode uh, number 28.5 called Our Favorite Books and Movies, and where we go through some of those reasons mm. why, and spoiler alert, Josh's uh, least favorite movie is The Goblet of Fire. Wow. Oh, no. Oh no! This is so. This this whole this whole series, you know, this whole season is just going to be, you know. Well, the book the book is good, but once we get to the movies, you're just going to rip it apart. Is that is that pretty much what we're leading to? Ah, uh, maybe ripping it apart is a bit a bit harsh, but it's a bit aggressive. Uh, it's a bit aggressive. Bit aggressive. I, I think we both acknowledge that they're all kind of kind of great, like like they're enjoyable films, uh, but we have to kind of rank them, you know, somehow. Uh, yeah. And so, no, I, I understand that. I understand that. Uh, but, but looking at the theme, Josh, of this, uh, this chapter, uh, I, I put down, you know, murder and mystery. I was, I was tempted to say murder mystery, but that, uh, probably, <laughs> you know, applies to, to, you know, a specific genre, but murder and mystery, because we kind of don't know what this plan is, right? Like we don't, you know, there's this mm. plan that's being discussed, something about Harry Potter, Voldemort, what's going on. But I think it sets the stage quite nicely. Yeah. So, so not only is murder being discussed, but um, a murder is already being yeah. 
discuss when that has happened, right? Bertha Jorkins and a murder takes place. So, so there's really a lot of things going on here, which, which we haven't actually seen before. Up until this point, murders have taken place, uh, of course, but, but they've happened kind of off page as it were. And, and this is the first time we really see something happen directly. And, and really the, the first time we see such a vivid description of the killing curse in this way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what the, the killing curse can, can do, you know, like it's implied that, you know, the riddles were killed by the, the killing curse and that, and, and that it's untraceable, right? We, we get kind of that, the fact that the Avada Kedavra curse uh, is going to be untraceable to, I guess, the, the muggle eyes and muggle kind of practitioners and things like that. So I feel like yeah, uh, that's, that's why Frank is, is released, right? There's, there's yeah. no, no reason to keep him in, in holding. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I think that, you know it says they were of perfect health, apart from that they were dead. You know, yes, it's like, I love uh, that. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a great it's a great line. So we get we get a lot of that murder and mystery, and I think the biggest question that we leave this uh, chapter with is what is what is the plan? And mm. and going into that, we know that there is something afoot. There is you know now doubt or mystery cast on as we progress and read into the chapters right we're not just starting from harry's normal life uh, about mm. oh he's, he's waking up and uh, he's wanting to go to hogwarts and you know he, he wants to do this it's like no, no no there's there's something happening already before we even start the story with harry Definitely. Well, moving on to uh, character development, we we see our our old friend Wormtail again, and and I guess kind of see the the fulfillment of of the prophecy that we heard towards the end of the third book. Uh, Wormtail clearly has successfully joined with his master and is now helping Lord Voldemort. It seems like strength. he's having a really good time, eh, Josh? Oh, loving it. <laughs> see, it's just so bad. I feel like I feel like it's not a great job. And I'm like, why would you even want to do that? Why would you even want to return to, to Voldemort, help him to rise again kind of thing? It just seems like such a bad deal for Wormtail, uh, especially what, uh, yeah. what Lord Voldemort has in plan for, uh, you know, in store for him. So I was thinking about that, Blake, but I've, I've come up with, with three choices that, that Wormtail has. Mm. Um, one, he can continue living as a rat. Um, uh. Two, he can go to Azkaban. Or three, he can rejoin Lord Voldemort. Yeah. Because everybody in the wizarding world knows that he's dead or yeah. thinks that he's dead. And so if he shows his face, he doesn't have long, it seems like, before, you know, things are going to get pretty fishy. He needs think, to, uh, he needs to join the muggle community, snap his wand and just. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah that's far right. Off a muggle community that, you know, can, way far away. Know, yeah. 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 Not that, yeah. not that I feel like he deserves that, but um, that's, that's yeah. a good, so, so that's our, our fourth option um, joining an obscure muggle community, which obviously means that he no longer has any, any magical um, abilities to, to, to use. So, yeah. One, not, one thing. Not a lot of choices for, for old Wormy. No, not a lot of choices at all. And uh, one of the things to, to note here is that from this point on, he's he's known as Wormtail, right? Like Peter Pettigrew might be, you know, referenced when talking about his past, but Wormtail, it's kind of like it, he's never humanized that much by by given his name of Peter Pettigrew. It's like it's Wormtail, you know, more the, uh, the sort of scrawny servant type name that we get known for him he's not like peter you know voldemort doesn't say like peter hey peter come here you know like that's mm. that's not what happens here it's like from this point on it's kind of wormtail is 
is the way he's referred to uh, to just sort of almost maybe re-emphasize the fact that he's such a rat um, yeah. and, uh, and, and gone to over to Lord Voldemort's side. Uh, but speaking of Lord Voldemort, this is, this is one of the, uh, like a key a chapter. We get it right off the bat that we actually like hear his voice and we kind of mm. see him in a way in this chapter since the first book. Now, mind you, yes, we we have Tom Riddle from the second book, but that's kind of like the you know the Voldemort of the diary, right? And mm, you know yeah. this we actually get. No, this is the Voldemort that is was connected to sort of the possession of Quirrell in the first book. So we're actually finally coming back to Voldemort being a thing. And then obviously in the third book, we think oh, there's a Voldemort connection because it's you know uh, Sirius Black is is the servant of Lord Voldemort, but no, you know it's, it's Wormtail, and so it's not actually Lord Voldemort in the story. Story. And uh, yeah, I think I think it's pretty cool that we actually are finally getting more Voldemort, which is a scarier character, which is obviously coming as you know in a later book when when things are more you know mature and the readers are growing up. Uh, and so I I think that that fits in quite nicely. Uh, but the the other the other key thing that we get from this chapter is that he is he's a skilled legilimens, which means he's a you know practitioner of legilimency, uh, and he can kind of just he can read emotions and just tell when you are lying, and that's what Voldemort does really well. Like he's quite creepy in that way, where it's kind of like do not don't don't lie to me. I know. I know. And so we can do that with Wormtail and he does it with Frank Bryce. You know, you have no wife. You told no one you were coming here. You know, it just like, yeah. it, it just creeps you out. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's clearly on display here. Um, and, and the other thing, Blake, that we see is that Wormtail in, in his assistance of, of Lord Voldemort has, has resulted in him gaining something of a body, right? He is, he is mm. sitting in a chair. Yeah. Um, people, people without bodies, you know, ghosts or, or the dead um, cannot sit in chairs um and, and and take up space um and yet we're not really told exactly what what he looks like at this point uh but but let me just read the the description of of what it looks like this is towards the the end of of the chapter he is is in a confrontation with with frank bryce and and frank bryce says turn around and face me like a man why don't you uh, and and voldemort responds but i am not a man muggle he said the cold voice barely audible over the crackling flames i am much much more than a man However, why not? I will face you. Wormtail, turn my chair around. Um, Wormtail whimpers at this and, um, and, and clearly is, is unsure as well. Mm. Um, the chair is turned around and, and Frank sees what's sitting in it. And, and this is how he responds. When the chair was facing Frank, he saw what was sitting in it. His walking stick fell to the floor with a clatter. He opened his mouth and let out a scream. He was screaming so loudly that he never heard the words, the thing in the chair spoke as it raised a wand. There's a flash of the light. And, and, and the rest is history, but, but what, what a tease, like yeah. clearly something is going on. And, and again, it's, it's described with subtlety and with, with Frank's response rather than with a, a head on description. It really leaves us wondering what, what has, what has Wormtail done? And, and, and I, I think, especially if you're just able to forget the movie for a second, because again, the movie has to interpret this. This is what movies have to do. I'm not faulting it for that. You know, what a chance for people reading this book to use their imaginations and think what is going on here mm, yeah i uh i definitely think that it it adds more the fact that you know frank bryce he, he you know it's mentioned in that first chapter that he's kind of seen war 
Um, mm. And, you know, that, that in itself to be like, okay, what, you know, he had courage to go in there and, and start talking, you know, knowing that his life was potentially in danger with all this talk about, you know, murder, but then he being, you know, pretty toughened would have seen a lot of things, but for the fact that he screamed, you know, like that his, his cane dropped, he was surprised and shocked just gives more weight to this. What is it? What is this thing? Mm. What does Voldemort look like? So yeah. I, I found that quite impressive. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It was, it's, it's kind of shocking to read. And you think, you know, if, if he didn't die by the Avada Kedavra curse, he might've died by a, a sight of Lord Voldemort. Lord Voldemort's turned into some kind of like mini basilisk. Yeah. 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 Kind of like the, uh, you know, almost just as the riddles kind of had that shocked look on their face being like, but who yeah. ever heard yeah. of, you know, people dying of fright. And it's like, well, you know, this is, this was now, the now perfect moment. Likely, Likely that shocked look is because someone very much like their grandchild or child was about to murder them. <laughs> yeah, that should do it. That should do it. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. that would shock you. Yeah, <laughs> that would shock you. Um, hopefully, none of you actually have to have that shock. Um, yeah. Speaking of the riddles, Blake, um, what do we learn about them in this chapter? Yeah, so we just get introduced to them as the, I guess the, you know, these this, the family of Lord Voldemort, right? And. I don't, we don't need to in a way go deep into the riddles because they're not like deeply covered. We, we, we get that once we actually take a look in and half blood prints into sort of Voldemort's history. Um, and I think we, you know, it's probably best that we just leave it for that, but you know, the, the riddles are, are sort of a, proud and kind of pompous you know family that uh, there's really no sympathy for them from the uh, you know the the village uh, of little hangleton or whatever so so you know they they kind of in a way sort of segregate themselves in in posture and, and maybe position over the different people in the village yeah no that's that's a great summary and um i, I think you know we kind of learn the one side of the story that we'll we'll um, find out later is you know this this was anything but the the life that Voldemort grew up with, right? As as Tom Riddle, he grew up in an orphanage. He grew up um, very very poor, um, and yet we kind of get something of the grandeur of the of the Riddle's former lives. Yeah, definitely. Uh, three other characters that we uh, that we see get introduced here. Obviously, Frank Bryce. He's a caretaker of the Riddle House. He's seen war. He's you know he's old. Uh, we'll be talking about that. Uh, the other two are, are ones that we'll learn more about later. Uh, but Nagini who plays a huge role in this series, you know, kind of not a huge role as such, maybe right, like right now, uh, but becomes a huge role and has that kind of close personal relationship with Voldemort and Voldemort has kind of control over Nagini. Uh, and then we have Bertha Jorkins, which plays a, a part in the, uh, the actual, uh, I guess this, this, this mystery of the plan. And we'll, we'll get to that later as well, but you know, that, plan speaking of that is, is as we move into sort of world building is established as kind of the the mystery of this book uh, and uh, you know we get that with you know there's people that uh, are going missing obviously bertha and is that going to be noticed by the ministry of magic what voldemort and wormtail and this faithful servant are doing here is is kind of in secret and uh, they don't want to be found out quite yet and just on that point, Blake, the kind of the, the last character we're introduced to is, is this idea of the faithful servant. Yeah. And, 
And it's it's another part of the mystery is is there's clearly some disagreement between Voldemort and and Wormtail about who this faithful servant is. Voldemort is speaking and he says, by that time, my faithful servant will have rejoined us. And Wormtail, you can kind of uh, picture him crouching <laughs> there. He says, I am Aww. a faithful servant. Yeah, yeah, yeah me. Um, and he says, Wormtail, I need somebody with brains, somebody whose loyalty has <laughs> never wavered. Um, and and it's just so it's so brutal because. <laughs> <laughs> on a human level, you kind of feel for Wormtail. He's like, the guy can't win. You know, yeah. clearly Lord Voldemort doesn't like him. Um, not not that Lord Voldemort but has any he friends, deserves but, it. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, um, uh, the, the, so, uh, so again, another part of the mystery, who is this faithful servant? Yes. And, and we don't find that out for a long time. A long, long time. Many, many, many chapters. Uh, many and, chapters. Uh, lengths of, uh, you know, the Philosopher's Stone books away uh, and more. Yes. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, will building wise, we obviously have the Riddle House, which is situated in Little Hangleton. Uh, and uh, that is kind of a, a established as a, as a place that is tied closely with uh, Tom Riddle, with uh, this young Lord Voldemort. But literary devices, Josh, uh, I obviously saw that this this chapter is different right it's like an alternative point of view is that how you would describe it is there a sort of a mm. term for that or is 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 this kind of what it is yeah you know i i think that's a it's a good way of, of describing it and and by alternative we'll just remind the the listeners what kind of the main point of view in is in this book the the main point of view in this book is uh, is third person limited omniscience right it's it's mm. coming from the viewpoint of harry but yet it is not harry who is narrating the story and so we we see things primarily through harry's eyes and 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 i would say that this chapter actually fits within that framework um, yeah. but we don't know that it does yet no. um, there are chapters coming later that actually don't take this viewpoint and so this is kind of like a yeah it's a really neat play on things because we we open this chapter we think oh this is this is different mm. and then at the end, we think, oh, maybe it wasn't different. And we just viewed everything that Harry viewed. Because obviously in this chapter, we we, we don't actually find out how how Harry was connected. All we know is that his scar was hurting, right? Yeah. And then later on, he he tells people something of what of what he saw, right? One moment that I absolutely love, Josh, from this chapter is I don't know, maybe Voldemort's playing a little, you know, he's, he's laughing inside, uh, but this, this sort of play on words that he has where he makes a remark that Wormtail will, will play a vital part in this mm. you know, mysterious plan uh, that others, you know, other death eaters or whatever would give their right hand for, which is funny because that's exactly what the part that Wormtail is playing is, you know, the, the part of this kind of, you know, magical spell or whatever to, to, give Voldemort's body back is a flesh of the servant, right? The right hand. Yes. I love that. Yeah. It has to be a right hand, not a, not a finger, anything. It's clearly got to be a commitment. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I just love reading that when you actually go, Oh wait, he mentions it like literally yeah. being yeah. like, Oh, it's, you know, that give their right hand for it. And it's like, no, that's actually what it is. Uh, that so would, uh, that'd be where I would, uh, you know, well, actually it would be much earlier where I would sign myself out, but I'd be like, if I knew that I'd be like, Ooh, um, yeah, I'm reconsidering things. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's, it's one of those things where, um, the the books just do get so much richer on on every read through right you, you kind of picture those things you're like oh what and nothing is out of place nothing is is purposeless but it's it's pretty 
pretty great. Significance, Blake, we've, we've talked about a lot, and this is a significant chapter in, in its kind of literary technique, different mm. point of view. Yes, definitely. Um, this is an important chapter because it introduces the, the connection between Voldemort and in Harry's mind um, in, a, in an extra special way, um, as well as the, the plan that um, is, is revealed. And then finally, Blake, a bit of uh, book publishing um, significance. Uh, what was the the unique part about this book? Well, I just, I, I, as I was looking through this book and looking about the history of this book, uh, simultaneously published in the UK and the US, which, you know, they've linked up their, their publishing times once once these books got big, right? And uh, they, they wanted to release them at the same time because that would just be the worst for spoilers because, you know, you can't have spoilers appearing on old MySpace as it would have been back in the day. No, no. Or the, the British version, which was probably still MySpace back then uh but <laughs> but but released on july the 8th uh in the year 2000 now now we are recording specifically this episode on the 9th of july and uh, as i was doing this research it was just really funny because i was i was looking at this you know last night which was the 8th of july for us and i just looked at it and i just i caught my eye you know 8th of july i was like 2000 that means you know this is you know we're 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 2022 this is this is 22 years later since yeah. the came out and was published and, and kids were probably, you know, so excited to just get their hands mm. on it. They potentially, you know, this weekend uh, or whatever, whenever the date might've been of the release, whether it was a, you know, whatever day it might've been, but just probably was so much looking forward to just getting their hands on the book, sitting down, reading it, you know, there's such a chunky book. And uh, I just had to put that in there as, as significant because, you know, this first chapter, this is what they would have read first. They would have been, yeah. you know, caught by the mystery, caught by the intrigue and and just plowed on ahead. And uh, I think this is a, a great way to sort of start or finish this episode, but start this series because it's going to it's mm. gonna get really interesting and we're going to see a lot of great characters. Yeah, two two last things for me, Blake. First is a, a correction, a retraction. Uh, MySpace apparently uh, was invented in 2003. So <laughs> I'm glad we cleared that, that record. up. <laughs> all, all those people who are shouting at their at the radios right now saying MySpace wasn't invented in 2000. But anyway, <laughs> uh, and then second, more importantly, Blake, just to kind of set the timeline of the of the Harry Potter world, in July of 2000, um, no movies have yet been released. Um, Philosopher's Stone yeah. will come out in November of 2001. And so sometimes it's just um, refreshing to, to um, re- remind ourselves that A, these books were huge by this point, yes. um, and B, uh, no movie had yet come out. So, so this is, this yeah, is a, huge, a, a, huge without the movie following, right? Cause that can yes. add viewers, yeah. but uh huge before that. And that's, I think yeah. this is the last book that that happens. The next book, obviously movie have already, you know, it's come out. And so, yes. you know, but, well, but and there's, there's quite a break between yes. um, there's going to be three years that takes place um, wow. before the fifth book will come out, which is by far the longest uh, break so far. Well, thank you for listening to today's episode. If you're an Apple user don't forget to leave a rating or review your support helps keep the magic alive you can send us questions on our instagram email or website muffliadopodcast.com to continue the adventure join us next time as we discuss the second chapter of harry potter and the goblet of fire the scar 